Good day, church. Pastor Dave here, one of your pastors and campus missionaries here in our Victory Green Hills. Now, we are taking a parang series break from our Gospel Explained. I know, excited na tayo, Romans 8, uh, for me, the most exciting part of Romans. But we're taking a break right in the middle of it to discuss and to align ourselves to the things that we value as a movement, and that is the next generation, specifically when it comes to the students. And I just want to share some things na mga interactions ko with some students in the previous uh, weeks or previous months. Some of them are personal interactions of mine. Some of them, nabalitaan ko lang from the social media. One of it is uh, there was this 14-year-old boy that uh, invited me to play Call of Duty Mobile. It's a first-person shoot game. And uh, he invited me on a 1v1 or 1 versus 1 na duel. Krabe ang galing niya. Yung, yung thumb ko medyo, uh, ewan ko ba kung uh, ano to, nanakit siya eh. Pero ang galing nung, ang galing nung bata. Really, talagang um, taob, um, sobrang baon na baon ako in terms of the score. Now, another uh, anecdote is I remember uh, hearing a 17-year-old student self published or uh, collected his poems and short stories and made a PDF book all by himself. Siya nag-edit, siya nag-layout, siya nag-proofread. And it's amazing. It's very excellent. Now, on a negative side, I don't know if you've heard this, of a 17-year-old student who hacked one of the biggest social media, Twitter, a couple of uh, weeks ago. Could you imagine that? A 17-year-old hacked Twitter. Wow. Now, not only that, if, uh, if maybe for some of you, you've seen your social media and you've seen younger people uh, go through uh, or post some things, uh, post uh, opinionated things, ito yung tinatawag nilang woke, okay, W-O-K-E, or, or mulat, okay, woke, who posts their opinionated um, views in their social media. Now, some stories also is that in a couple, itong Currently, no, we are already, uh, some of our students already started their online classes. Some are waiting for their online classes to be to, to start. Pero yung mga nakausap kong studyante who are start, starting with their online classes, isa lang yung sinasabi nila madalas, that they're tired. Medyo fatigued out sila. Um, some of them say na medyo awkward, medyo boring. Some students even uh, took the time to say na, sige, baka mag-gap year na lang ako. Okay, I, I want to stop for this year because I don't think online class is for me. All of those stories or short anecdotes are some of my personal interactions when it comes to students. Now, for some of us here, when we say students, yeah, we conceive na, yes, magaling sila. They are very creative, talented, galing in terms of their games, uh, woke, they're very involved, they're very empowered, but at the same time, yes, we we'll also say na medyo nakaka-stress minsan when we see some of their posts or when we hear some of their um, views and sometimes it feels like parang di na kami connect. And when we say the next generation, it's so easy to look at their current status, how they are now. And it's so easy to see the negative things about them. You see, when it comes to that, our culture tells us na pag hindi tayo kapareho, Okay? It's easier to cancel out each other. And sometimes we don't feel like we relate to them. It's so easy to cluster together. Yung mga pare-pareho yung hilig, pare-pareho yung age bracket. Tapos kung magkaiba yung age bracket, culture even promotes that we separate from each other. Kaya nagkakaroon ng cancel out culture. But I believe that is not from God. 
I believe God's purpose is not for us to have different generations working um, na parang may silos or may tribes. I believe God is calling us to be a multi-generational church. Now, that's what we're going to look at today. We, it's so easy to look at the negative side, the bad things, and it's so easy to just, to just cancel out each other. To say, ganito kami, ganyan kayo, okay, iba na lang. But that's not how God works. And that's not how the narrative of the Bible works. We have a multi-generational God. Now, for the next couple of min- minutes, I'm go- just a reminder, no? I'll be referring to those who are 25 years old and above as the current generation. And for those who are younger than 25 years old as the next generation. And that's what we're going to look at. Today, we're going to look at some key principles that we find in one of the famous stories in the Bible about the next generation and the current generation. We're going to read from 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 32 onwards. It says here, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, you, for you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. David, but David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from his flock, I went with him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Lord, open our hearts, ready our hearts today. I pray, Father God, that even as we look at and unpack this story, a familiar story, Lord, that we will see the value of the next generation and our mission, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, just to give you a context of what's happening here, malamang sa malamang familiar sa atin yung story ni David and Goliath. But this happened before that battle. King Saul is the first king of Israel. Now, uh, some things about Saul. Uh, he, was, he was the one who's supposed to fight this giant. Usually during their time, no, si Goliath nag-ask ng isang duel, one versus one. And usually, the champion of that nation is either the strongest, if not the one in position, or in, in this case, it's Saul. Now, Saul's generation, since he is the first king, is generally characterized as a rebellious generation. In fact, before this, they were being um, governed by judges. Pero sila, sabi nila, hindi, gusto namin ng hari, gusto namin ng king. So they are, they are a rebellious generation. But at the same time, they are also a fearful generation. Why? Because for years, they have been enslaved by different kingdoms. And here was this first king, Saul. Yung generation nila, okay? Has this first king, Saul, who is supposed to fight Goliath, but instead of fighting Goliath, all of them were afraid. And then here comes a young uh, man, passionate, a passionate boy. Sabi niya, ako na. Okay, Wal- walang sumusugod eh. Sino ba tong higanting uncircumcised Philistine? Sabi niya. 
And I will fight this, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Saul saw the passion of that. What can we see from this story? Some principles about this when it comes to the next generation. One of them, uh, ito, sabi pa dito, no? Uh, sabi dito, si, si Saul, no nakita niya, uh, teka, nasa na yan? Yan. Sabi dito, every generation has its own flaws and contribution. Every generation has its own flaws and contribution. What do I mean by this? Couple of verses na sabi, oh. si, si David, nung sinabi niya na gusto niyang awayin si, si Goliath, he, he wants to fight with them. What Saul did was that he gave him his armor. He gave him an opportunity and uh, some provision for that. Imagine that. In the middle of that, so Saul was supposed to be the one who's going to go there. Pero, ang ginawa ni Saul, okay, if it's not me, it's you, I'm going to give you this armor. Some application for us. If you are in the current generation, the next generation needs guidance, the next generation needs an opportunity, and they need resources. Could you imagine that? Saul said that you are not able to go. Saul says that you are not able to go. You are but a youth. So, ganun yung una yung pagkakakita kay David. But afterwards, he says, Go and the Lord be with you. The next generation needs that. Napakadaling sabihin, Hindi mo kahayayan, nagandyan ka lang. But here was Saul says, Okay, sige, go and the Lord be with you. Now, for the next generation, Notice how David responded. Sabi dito, nung sinabi ni Saul kay David na hindi mo kaya, notice how, da- how David responded. Sabi, di- sabi niya dito, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it from his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. What can we see from that verse? What we see there is that David responded, reciprocated Saul's act by being respectful and faithful. Hindi basta si David. Hindi niya sinabing, wala ka talagang bilib sa akin. Okay, hindi mo ko naintindihan. Mga duwag kayo. David never said that. Instead, what David said, you know, I've been fighting my own giants. The giant of a lion, the giant of a bear. And I've seen God delivered me back then. And this giant is nothing different from those slain lions and bear. Tinalo ko na noon, kasama ko si God, tinalo namin ni God to. Itong giant na to, it's going to be the same for the next generation. The application is this. Ngayon pa lang, as a young person, live a life of integrity of faith and excellence. You don't have to have a position to grow in those areas. Where you are now, you can start with that and build from that. He was just being faithful. Kaya nung dumating yung opportunity na binigay ni Saul, the, the current generation to him, he was ready. He was ready. He already proved himself. He already saw God. Every generation has its flaws and contribution. Saul's generation is fearful, is rebellious. Maraming mga mali yung generation ni Saul. And yet, he contributed something to David. He gave him his armor and he gave David an opportunity. Now, of course, si David, marami ring mali, no? And we will see that in the next couple of, of verses or in, the next cup, or in our next week. What else can we see here? We can see that every generation is different. 
Every generation is different. In verse 38, sabi dito, Then Saul clothed David with his armor. So, binigay ni Saul yung armor niya kay David. So, David tried it out. In verse 39, And David strapped his sword over his armor, and he tried in vain to go, for he had not tested it. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. You see, what we see here is David trying off something that does not work for him. Siyempre, si Saul, iniisip lang naman niya, ito, gusto ko tulungan, no? I gave you an opportunity. Here's my armor. This is how we fight. And David tried it, but it doesn't work for him. So he removed it. What we see here is one of the main tensions of a multi-generational movement, especially our church. Our church is a multi-generational church. And we have this tension, the tension of, ito yung gumagana dati. This is what worked before. So you do this. And the next generation says, yeah, but it doesn't, parang hindi nag-work out eh. I, I get it, I get it. Okay, but parang hindi you see, when it comes to this tension, we either go to extremes. For the current generation, we force the younger ones to confirm or we just let them be. Bahala na kay sa buhay nyo. Or for the next generation, the other one is that we, okay, sige na, gagawin ko na yung sinabi mo. Half-hearted obedience or we go to the other extreme of rebellion. But that's not how it is here. Some things that we can see is for the current generation, let them try something that's personal to you. Let them experience something that's personal to you. Saul was giving his armor, his very own. Hindi siya nagpakuha na, ay, kunin mo ngayon tira? Kunin mo ngayong sobra? No, he, he, this is something that he used for himself. For some of us here, we want to see our kids grow in faith with Jesus. Question. Is that relationship with Jesus, for you who's current generation, is that personal for you? Is it something that's real for you? Is it something that talagang, um, this is something that's really changed me? And I just want to share this to you. Now for the next generation, yeah, try it. Try it. There's a reason for that. Acknowledge where they're coming from. Try it. Test it. Wag bastos. Wag rude. Well, canceling. You know, one of the things that I've seen this is with Pastor Dennis. Now, hindi ko na sasabihin ko sino sa amin ang current at ang next generation. But what I admire about Pastor Dennis is even though we have different ways of doing ministry, iba yung way of doing ministry nila nung time nila dati with me, he lets me do it. And there may be times that we don't agree on things, but he lets me do it. He, he empowers me. Ngayon na-feel ko siya. Um, during this time, our team was thinking on how we could improve our Instagram. Okay? So, nami nami ideas. But then, we asked the students and their ideas, and man, their ideas blew, blew our mind. Iba yung design, iba yung content, iba yung tone. It just shows that I'm old. <laughs> and they're young. And they need a platform. We have different views. We have different ways of doing things. And it's okay. Because that is the tension of a multi-generational church. But it is also one of the blessings of a multi-generational church. Buti na lang hindi kami yung nag-handle ng IG account namin. When the students came, oh, wow, their, their ideas were amazing. And we've seen that. Every generation is different. 
Before Victory would do this, yung nagmamime sa streets, nagpapa rock and roll seminar, that's how they used to do things. But now, even though it's different, it's still the same. There's vlogging, there's spoken words, there's painting, there's art. You see, every generation is different. Methods may change and styles may change and yet we still have the same things. Every generation has their own contributions and flaws, which means every generation is different. But it also means this, every generation has a task to prepare the next generation. Every generation has a task to prepare the next generation. Even though we're different, even though marami tayong pinagkakaiba in terms of our contributions and our flaws, we still have a task to prepare the next generation. You see, Saul has done a lot of terrible things as a person and as a king. But as of this moment, he did something right. And what was one of the things that Saul did right? He let David face Goliath. Imagine that. He let uh, the destiny of their kingdom in the hands of a young boy. Sadly, Saul, after this, Saul knew that God has already anointed David at hindi na siya talaga yung kinoconsider na king ni God. So after this, Saul has tried a number of times to kill David. In fact, sa sobrang um, galing ni David, inaasar si Saul. Sabi, ni, sabi ng mga tao kay Saul, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul was filled with envy and jealousy and there were a number of times that he wants to kill David. Nakaka-insecure nga naman talaga yung next generation. I'm just talking about this with my wife. Imagine, students right now know how to do Photoshop. During our time, binabayaran pa namin yung mga tao para lang mag-Photoshop, mag-video edit. And these students know it's natural for them. They are 10 times better in the sense because of that. But, okay, but we need to prepare them. We need to prepare them for what? We need to prepare them for God's purposes in their lives. You know, no wonder that Moses, when he was writing the most important commandment, he made sure that right after that, he placed a reminder to reach out the next generation. What do I mean? It's found in Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. That's the greatest commandment. Pero right after that, verse 6, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Basically what's saying, what this verse is saying is this, love the Lord. Whatever generation you are, love the Lord. Mapa baby boomer, mapa millennial, mapa gen X, gen Z. Love the Lord and share His word. Love the word, share His word. Do not give up on the word because this is the living word of God. 
It will accomplish its purpose in our lives. Every generation has a task to prepare the next generation. Why? Because every generation needs Jesus. Every generation needs Jesus. Some, some of us would say, pang yung, yung faith na yan, pang lolo ko lang yan. Or pang, uh, that's their faith, the faith of my parents. Not my faith, no. But the reality is, every generation needs Jesus. Kitang-kita yung mga flaws ni Saul when we look at the other pages in the Bible. But did you know David also has his flaws? And not only David, his son Solomon also has its flaws. In fact, every single king in the Bible has a flaw because no one was perfect. Everyone was in sin. Everyone has an issue in their heart. That's what I love about the Bible. The Bible is cool not because it just throws out random positivity there. No. The Bible is amazing because it shows us the real issues and the real status of our lives. Na kahit ang galing-galing nito, may issue pa rin. And there, eh, hindi siya one-dimensional yung mga characters sa Bible. Every single one in the Bible has a hole that no one can cover. That is why it's so important as a church, God's people, to not miss out. Making sure that the gospel reaches the next generation. The gospel is not just for one generation. Hindi siya good news para sa mga matatanda. Hindi lang siya good news para sa mga nauna na. It's good news for every generation. The gospel is good news. Not just for one generation, but for every generation. No wonder, sabi ni Polo, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. Sabi ni Paul dyan, this is of first importance. Number one, top priority, dineliver ko sa inyo. Christ died for our sins and rose again from the dead. That is the good news. We don't pass on trends. Hindi rin tayo nakikiuso. That's not the goal. The goal is for them to hear Jesus. They need to hear. They need to know. They need to have an opportunity to hear what God did for them and experience Jesus in their generation. Again, methods may change. The cover, the packaging, the aesthetics may change, but we have the same message. And it's the same mission. The application is, tuloy natin ang pag-reach out sa next generation. Tuloy natin ang pag-reach out sa next generation. You see, that's what we are as a church. We started with this picture, Tandem Cinema, <laughs> at the basement of that. That's where our movement started. We, ever si- since, we are a future leaders movement. We go where they are. Where are the future leaders of our movement? They are in the campuses. That's why we go where they are. And I know, ngayon, no, iniisip natin, wala namang school. So baka walang ginagawa yung mga campus missionaries natin o yung campus ministry natin. That's not true. And I would also say, this is what makes those organizations that has a youth program different from a movement that reaches the next generation. It's the difference from those who make the next generation as a side program from those who really is beating for the next generation. 
pag side program lang yung mga kabataan, edi eh maghintay na tayo mag-vaccine, saka na lang tayo bumalik. But because this is central, this is important to us, we do not stop. We will never stop. We will go where they are. And some stories. One of them, of course, obviously, nasa, uh, uh, ito, uh, every month we meet. This is a picture of uh, different campus directors all across the Philippines. Kulang po yung time para sabihin yung mga breakthroughs at ginagawa ni God sa Metro Manila at sa buong bansa. But every month we take the time to meet and give updates and share uh, breakthroughs and challenges that we have. Why? Because the mission still continues. Ito, um, nire-remind ako ni Facebook, no? last year, couple of days ago from this preaching, nagkaroon tayo ng ano, um, uh, ano nga ba to? Leaders, parang leaders uh, party or something like that. Leaders convergence or family night. Okay, family night. So, ayan yung mga campus missionaries natin uh, here in Green Hills. Working hard, minsan gabi. Minsan gabi, Okay, gabi, gabi dun sila gising. Kasi dun pagising yung mga students. <laughs> Natuturin sila mga 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Just to talk with the student. Kasi pag sa umaga, minsan tulog pa sila. Why? Because the mission is still there. Um, we are, ha- we have an incoming campus missionary, si Jaira. Why are we taking in another campus missionary? Walang school. Why? Because the mission the, still continues. The next generation needs to be reached. Nung first time na nagkaroon ng GCQ, yung wala pang uh, requirement to wear a face mask, with proper safety protocols, we went to some of our students in their houses. And we didn't stay long. We just went there, prayed for them, um, gave a, a blessing to them, and their eyes lit up. Imagine, kasi yung mga nakikita lang nila, puro nasa screen eh. Tapos nakakita sila, sila Coach Gabby, sila Coach Adrian, Josh, nagbabike, <laughs> punta sa mga bahay-bahay. Even me and Coach Kat, we went to a house of one of our students also. Iba lang yung mata nila, para wow, may tao. <laughs> eh, hindi siya pixel. And we pray for them to make them feel na, wait lang, hindi... Hindi ka namin binibisita. Uh, hindi ka namin iniwasan dahil bahawal. We are going to you because we want you to know that you are important. And we're preparing you. And we love you. God loves you. We also took the time to serve the communities and the families of our students. Marami din sa kanila uh, nahirapan nung first ECQ. And we also went there and gave... Uh, help or support to them in terms of food, sometimes finances, and not just their students, but also some, sometimes pati yung pamilya nila. Eh. Okay, we went there to also bless them. And here's the amazing thing about this one. During this pandemic, doors opened, not just for the students and not just for their families, but also when it comes to the teachers. Here's a picture of an inset. It's an in-service training for educators and for the teachers. We got an opportunity to be invited to the whole um, division's office ng Quezon City ng DepEd, wherein we ministered to more than 200 uh, guidance counselors and principals. They heard the gospel. They were ministered to. Sobrang nasistress din yung mga teachers natin. And if you are a teacher, an educator, a school administrator, um, 
we went there also, one picture at the bottom, we went to one campus and we just heard their burdens, yung, yung mga stress nila with all the things that they need to do, they, they need to prepare, and how much that they want to reach out to students, pero nahirapan sila, and we got to minister to them. You know what's amazing after this seminar? Um, after this, there, are, there were a couple of other schools that opened up. And as of the moment, there were around or more than 500 teachers that we ministered to. Imagine that. Never have we uh, thought about this. Nung hindi pa pandemic, um, 50, 80, isang school lang. And now, more than two or three campuses opened up. And now we're waiting even for a couple of other um, opportunities, opportunities for this. We were preparing also some videos to help them as they start their classes. Why? Because we want to serve. We want to go there where they are. Now, of course, bahay, community, campus, also online. Aminin natin, hindi lang mga estudyante, lahat po tayo online. Even the service is online. We also went there. We have a couple of coaching. We have trainings. We also took the time to process about some social issues. Of course, our youth service also is online. But not only that, I can't um, tell you the number of hours we've spent to do not just victory groups online or life groups online, but even call one-on-one, talk to them, counsel with them, sometimes play with them, even if it's nighttime. Why? Because they're not a side issue. They are important. And God has given us this stewardship. May campus o wala pupunta kami kung nasan sila. That's our conviction. And that's where you are a part of. This is who we are as a movement. Every generation needs to hear Jesus. They need to experience this. Ito, we've seen some fruits of this. Some students are already sharing their faith. The picture on top, this is Romela, one of our students. And during that time, she gathered some of her, the kids in their compound and she started the mini, mini kids church there and she asked even one of our campus missionaries, ano bang pwede kong gamitin dito, coach? Kasi sobrang open nila, gusto mag-share ng gospel. And she did. The one at the bottom, that's JM. Uh, he's a leader from our TUP um, in our U-Belt church. And you know what he would do? Every time there's a prayer meeting or a Sunday service or a youth service, he would Pag nandun yung mga tao sa bahay nila, he would gather them and he would pray for them. Now, at one time, he felt the Lord tell him, now is the time to preach the gospel to them. Sobrang kabado siya. Siyempre, makikinig ba sila sa akin? Saka online lang naman to. So he did it anyway. And you know what? They received Jesus. Wow. I want to take this time to appreciate every single ministry partner who partners with us in reaching the next generation. Thank you for believing with us. Thank you for reaching the campuses with us. Online manyan or offline manyan, we will go where they are and we won't get tired. And even if we do get tired, we will pause and we will continue. We will never stop. You know, just a story. A um, couple of weeks ago, uh, I saw a post from one of our students that really triggered me and uh, it really did affect me. Now, it wasn't directed to me or anyone else, pero sobrang may, uh, uh, sobrang emotionally charged lang yung post niya. And uh, it really did uh, affect me. And sometimes, I, I really felt na parang, <laughs> may mangyayari ba? 
Ito, napaka, wow, alam na alam niya na lahat, no? Galit na galit siya sa mundo and all that stuff. He's, he's also mad with the church and all that. And sometimes, even for me, it makes me want to give up. It makes me want to say, ay nako, bahala ka na sa buhay mo. But then God would remind me once again, teka, 14 years old to. What happened to me when I was 14 years old? Wow, wala lang social media no, but I'm sure the anger, the insecurity, the pain, I have that too. But God was patient to me. God loved me. God sent people around me to reach me out. To be honest, I was really crying that time. But then God reminded me once again, Ano ba yung grace ni Lord? Ano nga uli yun? Ano nga uli yung love niya? Ano nga uli yung pagiging um, radical, we're singing about that, the radical love, the first album of, uh, the first single of victory, the radical love of God. Ano nga uli yun? Get me reminded. O nga, no? Couple of days after, I sent him a little something, prayed for him. He's still ranting, but I still love him. He's still lost, but I know God's not going to give up on him. We will never stop. Magiba lang yung method, magiba lang yung way, magiba lang yung medium, but the mission still remains the same. We will never stop. You see, I want to end with this. We are facing a giant, obviously. And during that time, it looks like it's as if David was the one who faced Goliath because technically, siya naman talaga yung tumalo sa kanya. He was the one who slain uh, Goliath. But have you thought about this? It's not really just David who faced Goliath. It's David and Saul. And it's not just David and Saul. Remember, who do they represent? They are the kingdom of Israel. So it's not really just David who faced Goliath. It's the whole nation of Israel. But also think about this. Sino ba talaga yung tumalo kay Goliath? Si David ba? Yes, God used him. But ultimately, what did David say? Okay, the God who was with me when I defeated this bear and this lion is the same God who's going to be with me when I face this Goliath. In short, it was God. Currently, we are facing a giant. In the campuses or in the next generation, this is the giant of ideologies, humanism, hedonism, relativism, atheism, agnosticism, and other unbiblical worldviews. Giants of depression, giants of suicide and anxieties. Currently, we are facing that giant when it comes to the next generation. But hindi lang yun. As a whole uh, movement, or even as the whole world, we are facing a giant called coronavirus. At di nga siya giant, di nga, siya na, di nga natin siya makita eh. But it's enough to uh, crash down economies. We are facing a giant. But remember, we are the people of God. The people of Israel is facing a giant, but they are the people of God, which means God is with them. And that's what I trust and believe. That even with this loud and flashy giants that we face right now, the same way that, that loud um, Mayabang na Goliath was defeated by a simple boy. I trust and believe that these loud and flashy giants will one day bow down before our humble king who died and rose again from the dead. We have giants, but we are the people of God. And we have a multi-generational God. 
the moment, the moment we give up reaching the next generation, we have also ceased to live out the very nature of our multi-generational God. Remember, God is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, which means God is a God of the baby boomers, the millennials, the Gen Z, and the Generation Alpha, at kung ano pang pangalan ng mga paparating na generation. He is the same God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as long as we live in this world, as long as we are called a church, we are a multi-generational church. And we won't give up reaching the next generation. I want to take this time to pray for all of us here. Lord, Thank you for reminding us of who you are. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, which means you are not just a God of our Lolo, our Lola, our Tito, Tita, Mama, Papa. You are our God, whatever your generation is right now. For some of you who's watching, of those from the current generation, you, maybe you're seeing uh, the bad things of the next generation. But I pray even right now that there will be a burden in your heart. Maybe it's a time for us to repent. To say, sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord, naging parang sol yung puso ko. There's envy, there's jealousy, there's, there's hatred with the next generation. Maybe today is the time to repent. Say, Lord, Lord, renew my heart. That my heart will beat for what beats yours, God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, give us that burden to reach out the next generation. For some of us who's watching here, you're 25 years old, bababa, and you're watching this, I want you to know this. God will encounter you differently from how your parents encountered God, but God will encounter you specifically in your generation. Why? Because He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. He is the God of the millennials, the God of the Gen Z. And to make every Gen Z there feel old, the God of the generation Alpha, sila Jedi. <laughs> we will all grow old. There's going to be a next generation who's going to come along. Ano man tawagin nila. But it's going to be the same God. I want to pray for you. If you are 24 year old, pababa. And if you're in the house, and um, there's a young person, people who's watching this, I want you to lay hands on them as I pray for them right now. Maybe you are, um, as a family, nanonood kayo ngayon. I want the parents to lay hands on their kids as I pray for them right now. Lord, I pray today, in the next couple of months, even in the times of this pandemic, you will shake those false ideologies. You will shake those giants, God. Lord, that those giants who are loud, who are flashy, uh, mahilig magpakita na alam nila lahat, those ideologies, Lord, it will be shaken so that the unshakable things will remain. Lord, I pray for our students right now. God, I pray and I speak forth passion for God to rise up. Lord, such um, humility in their hearts to say, Lord, you are our God. And you are our joy. You are our peace. You are our strength. Lord, I call out the giftings and I declare holiness to be upon the next generation. Lord, even today, I speak forth 
Lord, that there's just going to be a renewal of their minds, a transformation of their hearts. And we will be amazed. It's not the work of a program. It's not the work of another method. It's the work of the Spirit. You will pour out your Spirit, Lord, you said in your word in the last days, God. And young men will see dreams, We'll, we'll, we'll see visions and dreams, God. Lord, give them once again those visions, God. A vision that comes from you. And Lord, I pray, God, even today, wherever they are, there's just going to be a conviction of integrity, of faith, of excellence. Habang bata pa lang sila, Lord, may mga tatalunin na silang Lions at bears, because one day, God, they're going to slay bigger giants, God. Lord, would you prepare the next generation? Lord, we commit the next generation to you, for you love them the most. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.